KXNO Des Moines. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And so we arrive at week one. Welcome to the program, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you for the next couple of hours talking football and a whole lot of football with you. Glad you're with us here. Uh, coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list uh, here this morning, we're going to speak with Ben Kirchival. I follow his bleach report, right, Trent, for Kirchival? CBS Sports. Oh, he moved on. You're 100% yes. right. Thank you for the correction. CBS Part of a Sports. great group. I love like CBS Sports. Their stable of writers is very good. You know, for whatever reason, uh, whenever I go there, yes, mm-hmm. I agree with you, but it's not at the top of mind. Same you know? way. And and every time I go there, now I don't like the pop-up that you get there, and maybe that's the reason okay. for it. Because Dennis Dodd's really good. He is, yeah. absolutely. They're college basketball writers with Matt Norlander, Norlander and Gary Parrish. fantastic. As good as you're going to find, I think, on the college basketball, mm-hmm. on the national beat, and what they do, certainly across the landscape there. Barrett Salee, who we've had on in the oh, past. sure. In fact, uh, I talked to Barrett a couple weeks ago. We need to get him on. We talked with Bam a lot, and that kind of hits our SEC you know, part of it. But Barrett's a really good guy, knows the national scene, along with the guy from down there in Atlanta. Just on and on and on. Matt Snyder on baseball. Mm-hmm. They really do have a great group of uh, writers. And well, every time you click on the website, who pops up? And they got Chris Hassel. Chris Hassel. There he is. Doing, yeah. Who, doing by the, the way, HQ. signed for a couple of years, and congrats to him. He's so mm-hmm. talented. Yes, he, is he is so talented. You know, did you see that fantasy thing he did for... Uh, of, of, of the fantasy friend. Yes, yes. I mean, th- this is what I've said over the years, right? And when I said it five or six years ago, it, it, maybe it didn't come out the way that I meant it. I basically said he's too... Sports anchor is not his forte. There's he's more. really good at that. Yeah. But he's shortchanging his family. Yes. He should be doing, he should act is what he should do. He's phenomenal talent. I'm a big fan of Chris Sassel. But anyways, I got some blowback for that when I was trying to <laughs> praise him. Imagine that, huh? Right. Anyways, uh, so yes, Chris Hassel, good for you on your extension. He seems very happy over there and, and is a good guy and uh, an Iowan after all. So we will uh, talk to Ben Kirchival. It's our first installment with Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Lee's with us each and every Thursday at 1045, uh, College and Pros. And now that it is legal in so many states, including the one we reside in, uh, Lee Sterling will be a good get. There's a lot of guys that sell their picks. A lot of guys. I think he's as on the up and up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think, because some of these guys have an awful reputation. Now, look, at least going to miss some weeks. Everybody does. Yes. Even Chris Williams, believe it or not. At 72% last year. He didn't miss many weeks. No. Um, but uh, everybody misses some. But Lee Sterling's going to join us weekly on Thursdays at 1045 as we move into our football guest, wis- uh, guest list portion uh, of the calendar year. At 11 o'clock, Stephen M. Sippel is going to be here. He's with us every week, folks. Like it or not, he's going to be here if you're, uh, uh, if you're in a Nebraska fan, you love it because uh, you don't get a lot, perhaps, of uh, Husker conversation. But he's with us every week, and then Trent and I will go on record. We did so yesterday with Iowa. That we're going to get to that in a second because I want to redo. Um, and then Mark Morehouse is going to end uh, finish up the show. But we're going to do Iowa State's forecast today at about what eleven fifteen, eleven twenty ish. Yep, we'll go on record uh, with the Cyclones because I don't think they have a, a basketball announcement unless Bolton wants to play two sports. If he gets the uh, thumbs up, <laughs> then maybe we'll have to. Uh, adjust but uh kidding aside 
Mark Morehouse, 1135. So that's the BMW of Des Moines guest list for today. So yesterday, Trent, after you and I got off the air, Iowa got better. Yes, they did. I don't think there's any getting around that, right? I mean, they got better yesterday. There's more depth in the receiver room. Look, if Jim Harbaugh... His nose wasn't growing, and we were both at media day and mm-hmm. didn't see that. I mean, we wasn't walking around with the Pinocchio nose when he said that uh, Oliver Martin, he was surprised he transferred because Oliver, Oliver Martin was at the top of the depth chart. We're talking about Michigan, mm-hmm. not Michigan Tech. Right? <laughs> we're talking about Michigan. Not Western, right. not Eastern. Precisely. Or Central. Yeah, you know, one we just make up. He's at Michigan. So that's good enough for me. Um, so I'm going to... Is Oliver Martin worth a win? But this here's the thing with Iowa. It's seemingly every year, the margin for error is so small, whether win yes. or loss, yep. right? Uh, there's more depth there. There's more weapons. And Oliver Martin's going to make an impact on this football team. So yesterday I said 6-6. Six and six. I'm going to go. I'm going to say that they're going to win in Wisconsin because I'm sticking with Minnesota as a loss. Yeah, because I picked Minnesota. I'm not going to say that Minnesota's going to lose to Iowa. I picked Minnesota to win the West. I'm not coming off of that. We're both on the Gophers. I have them tying for the division win. You do it, but Iowa with the tiebreaker over them. So I have five and four now because uh, okay. I'm going to give them the Wisconsin win. I'll go seven and five, five and four in the Big Ten. Uh, but we will do Iowa State coming up here uh, at about 11, 15, 11, 20 ish as soon as we get back from SIP. But, but a big, big, big uh, spot of good news yesterday for Iowa. There's no doubt. And people, you know, what does Oliver Martin mean? What does it add? Does it add a win? Does it add two wins? It's, it's so hard to quantify what an individual football player can mean. And we get this in baseball. War wins above mm-hmm. replacement and what that means. And year after year, Mike Trout, for what he does, both offensively and defensively, runs away with the war title every year. And for a lot of people, because of that, runs away with the MVP. Mm-hmm. Which, Regardless I think, if he's on a good team yes. or, in his case, a bad team. I think is a little bit short-sighted. But that's a conversation mm-hmm. we'll be having, certainly, in October when that comes around. But to the point here with Oliver Martin, this wide receiver group now, We've seen Amir Smith-Marset flash. Yep. It hasn't been consistent, mm-hmm. but we have seen him. He Brandon has the Smith speed. Too. Brandon Smith, too. Brandon Smith, the big dude. So you yep. got kind of the two parts that you want on the outside. You have the guy that can blow the top off with great speed, Amir Smith-Marset. Mm-hmm. He's gained 12 pounds. He is dedicated and to the weight room. has he lost any speed with that weight gain? Apparently not, right? Didn't we see that? Brian Ferentz has said this is the best that he has looked. This is a guy that his first game two years ago against Wyoming as a true freshman was out there, and they're getting the ball in his hands right away. You do that as a wide receiver at Iowa, the expectations of what you have to be as a wide receiver at Iowa, that is impressive. This guy is a playmaker, and I think they're going to find more ways to get him in the How many catches for him? He had 25 last year, I think. So over under 35? 35, I think, is a fair place to put that. And I think I'd go over. I think I'd go over there. Then you go to the other side, you mentioned Brandon Smith. Mm -hmm. Just... A dude. He has made some amazing catches. I actually like him the best. Iowa State game. The game that was nip and tuck throughout. Who made the big play when they needed it? It was Brandon Smith. A guy that learned throughout the year. Game one that year, last season against Northern Illinois. Remember how he got pushed basically out of the sideline and it turned into an interception? Probably shouldn't have. (laughs) And he bounced back and he didn't do that again. He has all the physical traits that you want. He is He's Terrell Owens at the college level. He is thick. Mm. 6'3", strong. Physical, so now you got that guy that can go out and he can make those tough catches. And then, of course, what Iowa's done now over the last five, six years with their slot guys. That's been the position. Vandenberg, Riley McCarron. Last year we saw Nick Easley, and now you can throw Nico Regini and Tyrone Tracy, which 
We've heard incredibly good things about both these guys. And now you're adding Oliver Martin, a four-star player that was going to play for Michigan at wide receiver, a deep Michigan wide receiver room, too. I think that's something maybe some people are missing. This isn't just any, this isn't the Michigan teams that were down there with Brady Hoke and going four and eight. This is a good Michigan team, a talented Michigan team, and a talented room, and he was going to play. He can play all three positions. He is going to help out. How much to be seen? You mentioned 35, maybe the number for Smith-Marset. What's the over-under catches for Oliver Martin this year? Mm, hard to say. Trent, 30? I don't know anything about him. I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. See, as you, Stanley's still got to get him the football. I just hope his accuracy's improved. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he left so many plays out there uh, over his career, quite frankly. Like the... the the two tight ends who were both drafted in the first 20 picks of, the, of last year's NFL draft. Still unthinkable. They're gone. They're gone. And that's why I was reluctant to say that this team's going to blow you away and is going to exceed expectations. You've got them going to a Rose Bowl. God, I hope you're right. No, no, no. I have the Blues of the Big Ten Championship oh, okay. Game. Did you have them losing? Yeah. I thought yes. you had them winning the Rose Bowl. No, that was not winning the Rose Bowl, but document. getting to the Rose Bowl. Yes. Doc had him getting yes. to the Rose Bowl. That's what it was. Uh, so I hope Scott's right. Yeah. Um, r- regardless. Pasadena sounds pretty good. We, 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 love their, we love their tackles. I think Linderbaum's going to be solid in the middle. The guard play is... We, it's we still a question know. mark. Still a question mark. And the running backs, still a question mark for me. Stanley's accuracy, still a question mark. But the team, the offense got better. I think their defense is outstanding. I think it's going to be one of the best defenses in the conference, period. Um, at all positions, quite honestly. So we'll see. We'll see. Look, here's the thing. We've, we've said this since January for the, when we you know, inject a football conversation that the Big Ten West is parity with a capital P. And it is. It is. It still is. If this Iowa team is seven and one going into the final stretch see, of four, would you be shocked? See, yes, you'd be shocked. I'd by that. be stunned at that. I'll be. I'll be. Look, Trent. I hope they're seven and one. I just don't see it. So if they're seven and one, they've beaten Iowa State. Yep. They have beaten Penn State at home. Yep. They've beaten Purdue and Northwestern. That's not a huge stretch. No, but it's it's. it's I agree with you. But in its totality. It's the, because all of the, the margin for error in all of these games is so tight. Yes. I just look in 2015, every one of them, those close games mm-hmm. when I was way. Yes. 2009, same thing. Same thing. 10, it didn't. Right. They went the other they way. Went the other way. And they limped to a 7 mm-hmm. and 5 and an incredibly talented team. I will be shocked if they're 7 and 1. You'll I'll be, be glad to be wrong if they're 7 and 1. I will be glad to be wrong. Because individually, when I look at every one of these games, Iowa State, coin flip. I mean, I think it's a coin flip mm-hmm. game. Penn State, coin flip. Northwestern, yes. coin flip. Yes. Purdue, coin flip. So each one of them, when you talk about them individually, mm-hmm. well, yeah, of course they can beat Northwestern. Of course, mm-hmm. they can go on the road and beat Iowa State. They can do these things, but then are they going to do every single one of those things? That's what makes it more difficult. I won't be shocked. I like the talent on this team, but I would be surprised, no doubt. And, and going into that final stretch, though, how big would that? Oh, when you go last four? by week going into North, uh, Wisconsin. Of course, Nebraska still there at the end. Mm-hmm. The Gophers have to come to town. Yes, Illinois. Look, Illinois is going to be better, but they're not going to beat. Illinois is not going to beat. Iowa. No. I think Illinois is going to surprise some teams this year. I don't I think the that. Hawks are one of those teams that they're going to beat. All right, we will. Um, so we have adjusted the record, and I think it's fair that we are allowed to do that because we didn't have the Oliver Martin news. Didn't have. All are the you going to change yours? I mean, I've gone to seven and five. You were. Eight and four, um, eight six and, and four, three. with a chance to be nine and three. You kind of wavered a little bit on the Iowa State game here. Are you going to put that one in the win column? I am. Nine are. and three. Nine, nine and three. three. Staying at six and three in the Big Ten. Cyhawk going Hawks way. Going to flip that over. Okay. And it's, it's not because Oliver Martin's going to catch 
eight balls for 120 yards and two touchdowns, just kind of the totality of mm-hmm. everything working together. I'm also going to add a win. So I jump up to nine and three, six and three, and still that appearance in Indianapolis. All right. Probably getting waxed though by the Buckeyes. Uh, I've still got them going to San Francisco, but as a seven and five football team. All right. How about San Diego in the Holiday Bowl? That'd be fine too. That sounds better to me. <laughs> it does to me too. Although you, well, Emery Songer, he is in San Diego right now, is. and I am incredibly jealous. It's a beautiful of city, all of his right? pictures. It's a beautiful, beautiful. I've never I been. just love it. Oh, it's, it's spectacular. It really is nice. Gaslight District, uh, the area around Del Mar, which is what Encinitas, is just um, oh, it's beautiful. I love it there. Anyways, let's move on. Let's do. It's harder to do every day, five or six minutes on baseball, because we've got a hell of a college football slate in front of us tonight. You know what the best game on, on, uh, what's the best college football game of the night? You can only watch one. It is, isn't it? It's the Holy War. Yeah. And that is, I have a big opinion that I'll throw out a little bit later on this game. Oh, yeah. I love this game. This is, Mm -hmm. now we'll do our picks and we'll have our five tomorrow, including our best bet. We're doing five tomorrow? Yes, we do five every week. Five every week. Although even after college ends... Five every week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can find five. Well, I'm pretty sure I can. I've got a good, good opinion on three of them. What are they going to do with the Florida State-Boise State game? Do they need to make a decision today? Uh, I mean, I, I'm trying to think back of when we've had this in the past, well, when the decision is made. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't, yeah, it's not two days out. Right. Because um, the, the, the hurricane was supposed to hit Puerto Rico, and thankfully uh, it went around Puerto Rico and, and missed it. But I guess it's... Uh, um, is making a beeline for the state of Florida, and you know, will they be able to play the Florida State Boise State game? Right. Logistically, I don't think you move to Boise State. It's not no. like Boise. You guys stay home. We'll come to you. No, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because they're not going to be able to get the. That's an ESPN tilt too. That's ESPN six o'clock. Six o'clock on uh-huh. Saturday. That's uh-huh. not one Saturday. of the Sunday. Okay. Now Monday the games. storm I saw some of the weather. What channel was what Weather Channel? One of the things I was watching. Um, Said, said uh, but I haven't seen it today. Might have changed. Not going to get there. The 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 eye of the storm's not supposed to hit until Sunday. Okay. So, but still, do you, do you risk it? Can you move it to Orlando or Tampa? Well, the whole state of Florida is in 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 its sights. It is okay, yes. and it's supposed to pick up steam once it gets to the uh, the other coast, mm-hmm. um, the Gulf Coast, and wrap around and maybe come back and whack it again, whack them again. So you move it up. To Atlanta? I don't know. Now that would work. Now, of course, there's already a game there with Duke oh, against Alabama. So bad. Alabama and everyone. I mean, they're they're seven touchdown favorite or five mm-hmm. touchdown favorite. They're favored by 35 in that game. But every time they just throttle whoever they play. You know who? I, I, I'm um, Georgia's going to win this SEC this year. Oh, I'm starting to come around on Georgia. That's where I am. Uh, yeah, because the injuries are just piling up on Alabama. I know they got, you know, they replace a five star with another five star, but they were this five star that they're replacing them with or whomever. Haven't seen the field yet. Hot take: Alabama's not making the college football playoff. I don't know if I go that far. They're going to be eleven and two. It's not going to be good enough this year. So who takes what? What conference gets the bid? Is Big Twelve or Big Ten? Big Ten, and that's going to be Ohio State. I think so. I do too. I'm do sticking too. with the Buckeye. It just Michigan should be the team. It mm-hmm. should be the year for them. Prove I, it. I've got some Sparty love. Yeah, I do. Like ten and two, eleven and one. Could be. Yeah, I mean, road schedule is tough. The Michigan State, uh, Michigan game is going to. And where is that? Is that in Ann Arbor this year? It is. Uh, yes, it's in Ann Arbor. Look at the road schedule for Michigan State. At we talk was, about Iowa. Okay, at Northwestern, at Ohio State, at Wisconsin, at Michigan. Okay, <laughs> then the layup against Rutgers. But yeah, how about that four pack at Ryan Field, at the Shoe, Madison, mm. and those Ann Arizona Arbor. State and Penn State home games coupled with it. 
That's the reason. I like Michigan State in a bounce back, too. Wow, man. That's a tough non-con. It, it's a, now, we see them Friday, right? Against Tulsa. Against Tulsa. Another possible play for tomorrow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, it's a fun time of year, Trent. It is. Yeah, all this talk and this BS that we've been doing and we'll have going games. out there on a limb. We have finally, finally going to be able to watch these games and... Uh, and come up with, and actually, you know, see what we've been talking about and how wrong we are. Okay, baseball from last night, real quick. Disappointing sure. Hendricks uh, couldn't get through at least five innings as they jumped all over Syndergaard last night. Wow. That was incredible. It was, yes. Uh, just watching uh, Syndergaard. He got off to a good start and then hits a, hits a batter and boom, it was on. Um, but then the Cubs and the pitching, and they're up 10-1, and I get maybe it's a different game at that point, right? It's hard to have a lot of it angst is. for me. It's just. Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not 10. killing him. Hendricks. That would have been an awful loss had oh, they had yeah. that not, you know, they not Our conversation the is completely different. Mm-hmm. We start with Oliver Martin today and then probably would have jumped right into the Cubs. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I would have tried to go Cubs on you first if they would have got beat. And, and you look at uh, Kimbrough comes in and his hair was on fire. He had runners on yes. second and third. Now, good for him. Uh, he was able to get out of it, So, but that was good. Uh, meanwhile, the Twins didn't provide a lot of drama either, Trent, and I guess you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know my biggest takeaway in the Twins last night? Older is he getting six innings? That was good to see. That was good to see because he's a. Uh, what did Bert say last night? Five and a third, I think he averages over his career. Mm-hmm. So six doesn't seem like a lot, but you know what? Um, when bullpens are starting to get a little bit tired, and you you need every pitch you can out of your starter, and it was good to see Odorizzi, who you know had a little bit of trouble in the fifth inning, get out of it and be able to go back out there in the sixth. Injuries continuing yeah, to pile up, that. though. So that. Marwin Gonzalez has yep. the oblique injury. Yep. Kepler scratched right yep. before the game. We talked about. Now, see, I didn't yesterday. see anything on the Kepler. What did you see on that? Uh, I mean, I saw he was scratched. That's all I saw. Knee injury. It was mm. kind of a, got there, started to go through warmups, and his knee started aching. We'll probably find out more about that uh-huh. today. In fact, there might be some stuff coming out with them playing, what, early today? Yes, they against do. Against the White Sox. Noon. Noon getaway game with that one. But it's uh, those three injuries. You have and Nelson that will be Cruz. the only baseball game I see today, by the way. Oh, yeah. Nelson Cruz. <laughs> he's looked fine, but he just ruptured yeah, his fine. wrist. He'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, and you know, wrist, that's a fair point because wrist injuries, they can they can linger. Mm-hmm, absolutely. They can last uh, you know, longer than the 10 days when they're on the I.L. Rosario finally came off the uh, the I.L. and he's uh-huh. back out there, uh-huh. but it's just Did one thing after Did you see Sano, by the way, when he tried to call timeout? Oh, and he got hurt last night. Sano did. I didn't see that. Yeah. Really? Yes. Well, did you see when he tried to get it, when he tried to call time because he thought he was in the batter's box? He didn't get it granted. He steps back in and hits the ball. Now it was an error, but um, he drove in a run. I thought, I thought that was and that was a pretty big run at the time because yeah. they only had about a three run lead uh, or something like that. Anyway, so he got hit by a pitch and hurt, hurt his. And forearm. he left the game. Yeah. Jesus, it just it piles up. Still, with the depth of this team, offensively at the very least. Yeah, how many home runs are they away from the all-time record? What are they? Two sixty-seven. Is that the number? I I remember seeing it. And they're at two what two fifty? Or they've got two sixty-seven, and the number they're chasing is two sixty-seven. One of the two. They. I mean, not only are they going to break it, they're going to shatter it. Oh, a blip. And it, you know this long-time record from all the way last it year goes all the way back. Yeah, to the Yankees <laughs> from a year ago. The Minnesota Twins, the Plunky Twins, mm. the Paradas, are now going to have the record for most homers in baseball. 
Yeah, never yeah, thought we all I'd saw see this. that coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, back in, uh, in February, March, when we were trying to talk some baseball, we all saw this uh, this offensive onslaught by the Twins. Now, my by ESPN says it's a new a one ten start. Oh, okay, at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field today, which is better. I thought the, I think the paper said noon, um, so we'll be home by one o'clock, which is better. Selfishly, perfect for you. Uh, Cardinals yesterday fall to the Brewers, a must win for Milwaukee. They it had was, to have that. But you game. know what, Trent. Uh, Good for the Brewers because they beat Flaherty, who'd been mm-hmm. baseball's hottest pitcher over the last couple of weeks. And uh, they jumped out on, what did they win? 3-1 or was it 4-1? Four four one. Then? 4-1. Four one, they tacked on another run late. Mm-hmm. I think I left in the seventh inning from that game. But yeah, they had to. Now they'll see the Cubs this weekend. Cubs will finish up in uh, Metville tonight uh, and try to go for for the sweep, which would certainly be good because the road has not been kind to the uh, uh, to the Chicago Cubs. And then it'll be Brewers coming to town yep. into Chicago, and the Cardinals will be at home for Cincinnati mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend. So that'll be a day game tomorrow at Wrigley mm-hmm. Field. That'll be fine by me and um, so Sunday night baseball this week. Oh, uh, you know what? Houston and Oklahoma are playing. I don't care what Sunday night baseball is. Uh, Mets Phillies. Uh, pretty big, actually. I mean, Strowman against Eflin. Yeah, but that's for they're fighting to. You know, those are the two teams chasing the Cubs mm-hmm. for that second wild card at this point. Yeah, we're at that point of the year, right, where it's uh, you pay closer attention to these teams. It's everything within striking distance, absolutely is. All right, Ben Kirchival coming up. We're going to hear from uh, Lee Sterling in the well at ten forty-five and about twenty-five minutes from now. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, makes his return visit to the program for the first time this year. We'll have Lee all the way through. Well, we get him through the. Do we get him in the playoffs or just the regular? I know we get him Super Bowl. We get him Super Bowl weekend. So he stops after week 17? Basically, we'll get him through the college season. Okay. Takes a little respite. We'll do a bowl special with a bunch of bowl games yeah. and then get him again before gotcha. the Super Bowl. Gotcha. Um, so we are looked after there. We will t- come back and we'll talk to uh, Ben Kirchhoff. We'll talk college and NFL football with him. Uh, Stephen M. Sippel at 11. What's Iowa State's record going to be according to this program? Well, you can find out at about 11.20, 11.15, 11.20 abouts. We will uh, go on record uh, with the Cyclones. Miller and Condon, it's 1022 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more from 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, CBSSports.com is where you can read Ben Kirchival. He covers college football, uh, and he joins the program. He's based in Texas. We'll get some Big 12 stuff in there, and we'll go around college football a couple with him as well. Ben Trenton, Ken in Des Moines. Thanks for coming on, Ben Kirchival. How are you, sir? Doing well, guys. Thank you. Um, what's the best game uh, week one of uh, that'll feature a Big 12 team? Is it uh, Houston, Oklahoma? It's a big number. But that one gets my attention. How about you? Best game in the Big Twelve this weekend, potentially. Yeah, I'd say I'd say so. I, I did the, the prediction pick for for this one. I think uh, the lines at twenty three and a half for Oklahoma, and I, I was like, "Am I missing something?" Me too. Here? I did. Did Oklahoma's defense suddenly turn into Alabama's overnight? Uh, you know, did, did Derek King no longer play for Houston? Right. That, that seems like an enormous spread. And uh, to me, that was a that was a pretty easy pick to take the points there with with the Cougars. Now, it could be that you know by the the end of it that Oklahoma wins and you know maybe even comfortably comfortably by some double digits. I I, I don't you know I think there's a, a clear you know talent disparity in, in some other 
parts of the uh, of the offense there besides quarterback. But you know what happens if everyone's you know riding on Jalen Hurts? You know what happens if he doesn't get off to a great start? Mm-hmm. You know, and Derrick King I think is easily the the more proven quarterback um, in terms of, of knowing the offense and, and sort of knowing what to do and. And uh, certainly the more productive playmaker just in terms of, of pure stats. So uh, I, I think Holgerson's coming in first year in Houston. He's been given the keys to a Ferrari, uh, and, and he's really not afraid to, to go for the jugular. He's never beat in Oklahoma, though. Never beat him when he was at West Virginia. I don't know that he's going to go to Norman this time and, and get the win, but I, I think there's going to be plenty of points. Definitely bang that over. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Probably going to be one of those like four and a half hour games, you know. I, I don't think it's going to be a a quick one, but I think the entertainment value is going to be really through the roof. And um, you know, week one, you, a lot of times you get you get some softballs, you get a lot of warm up games. I don't think that's the case here. Oklahoma's defense going to be tested right out of the gate. You know, the ACC has kind of grabbed Labor Day night, that Monday night, and made it their own. Do you see the Big 12 doing the same with this Sunday, the day before Labor Day? Of course, no NFL games going. I think, did we see Notre Dame, Texas, maybe a year or two ago on a Sunday, something like that? Is that something the Big 12 maybe should try to make their own here, these Sunday games? Well, I think Notre Dame, Texas was, oh gosh, it's probably, time flies, I think it's been more like three or four years now. I think it's been a little bit longer. It was either a year or two ago, though. I think it might have been two years ago. Two years ago was, West Virginia, Virginia Tech, okay. uh, in 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 Washington D.C. That was that was a game, and and I think that one had the spotlight pretty much to itself. The only what ended up happening, though, I believe that was Texas A and M UCLA, and that was the year that I think A and M blew that lead or something, and Josh Rosen brought him back. So so West Virginia Virginia Tech actually had the spotlight for a minute, and then suddenly UCLA made this monster comeback. I, it's great. I can't even remember what I had for breakfast. Somehow I remember that. But it's, uh, but you know, I, having those sort of one-off games on a Sunday or a Monday—that's. I mean, you're not going to get any arguments from me, I and mean, that's great exposure for for any of these teams. It's so easy to get lost on on Saturday mm-hmm. unless you're like an Orbit, uh, Oregon, Auburn. You know, any more even these Thursday, Friday games. I mean, we run recap posts because there, there's just so many of them. There's 24 games between tonight and, and Friday. So those one-offs on, on Sunday and Monday, I mean, they make for a long weekend for us. But if you're, if you're a conference and you can grab primetime spotlight, I mean, that is Labor Day weekend. I mean, you're, just, you're not going to get any better than that. Yeah, I think you're on some there, Trent. That's a pretty good one. It was three years ago, boys. It was 2016, and I looked it up. 50-47, to 47, Texas beat Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> hope everybody had the over in that one. But what's the best game this weekend? If you could um, you know, only pick one. What game would it be? Is it a game you just alluded to maybe in Auburn versus Oregon? Def- off a good offensive line, good defensive line for Auburn. Uh, is that the yeah, best prob- game? Probably so. It would be a great matchup. Uh, you mentioned in the trenches. I, I Everyone's going to be talking about Justin Herbert and, and rightfully. So sure. I, I'm really fascinated to see what Bo Nix can do. Uh, freshman quarterback for Auburn. Anymore, you know, the, these freshmen come in. And between all the camps that they go to and, and sort of the 24-7 nature now of, of just football from college to high school, you know, they're more prepared now than ever uh, to go in and, and, and start right away as a freshman. And for Bo Nix to go into a really talented team, win the starting job right away, I, I think that says a lot about him. 
And if you're you're Gus Malzahn, it, if you name a, a week of, of the month, he's on the hot seat, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, he's, he's probably got to go all in. There's no more room to sort of play it safe. And I think he's going to go with the guy who probably gives them the most options offensively. So you, you sort of double then how much speed Auburn always has at, at wide receiver. Uh, I think it's going to be fascinating. Fast track indoors uh, in Texas. Lines only three, I think, for Auburn. I, I believe I took Oregon straight up, but um, I, I think this is going to be fascinating. Great athleticism all over the field. Uh, just, I think, really good individual one-on-one matchups, which is always fun to watch. So from that standpoint, absolutely taking Auburn, Oregon. Florida State and Boise. It's just been announced that that game has been moved from uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville yep. to Tallahassee. They're going to play it there. Also move up the start time to a noon Eastern, 11 o'clock here Central Time. A kick for that one. Big year. Come on, Willie. It's year number mm. two for him. And after yeah. year one, certainly expectations are going to be there. What do you, what can you tell us about Boise? This matchup going to be weird just because of the change and everything else that goes along with it here. A weird game. An interesting game, no doubt. It's an interesting game because I I think you're looking at it from two very different sides. You know, Boise they used to make their you know they used to make their money on these games, right? Mm-hmm. Playing Virginia Tech, playing Georgia, going into these big games when when they were sort of the underdog in the BCS era, and uh, a lot of times those Chris Peterson teams, I mean they they were just better. They were better football teams, and they they put a lot of guys in the NFL off of those teams. I mean they had legitimate football squad they were not flukes and so now i think they're trying to get back to that point where they can go toe-to-toe with these these power five conference uh, teams and and win straight up and whether it's in jacksonville or or in tallahassee guys that was that was always a home game for florida state so i mean you're you're basically going on the road there and trying to win it so if you're going to include boise state in those new year six bowl berth uh you know discussions probably need to go out and, and win this game right away. So I think from a Broncos perspective, not a lot to lose, just a lot to gain. And then from Florida State, uh, after going five and seven years ago, can't start 0-1. I mean, Willie Taggart obviously already kind of on the hot seat. You go out there and, and you lose to Boise, who, again, good program, but if you feel like you have the, the talent to have a rebound year, you can't go out there and, and lay an egg. And, and my, you know, my bold prediction, I think people are – Sort of, un, you know, selling on the nose a little bit too much going into year two. Uh, I think you start to get about 18 games or so into a, a regime. I think st- things start to turn. So I think Florida State's going to be in for a little bit of a bounce back year. I- I'll have Florida State win in that game straight up. I think they have a better year than people expect, uh, just because of all the talent they have. But um, interested in that one too, just because of again two very different storylines for this team. Yeah, and a freshman, true freshman quarterback uh, for Boise State. Well, uh, let's move on. Who's going to win the Big Ten West, Ben Kirchival? Big Ten West, I have to think about my prediction. I think I picked, I think I picked Wisconsin. <laughs> I, it's been probably about three weeks now, so I, I don't know that I remember off the top of my head, but I think it was Wisconsin. So I'll go with them. That's probably the safe choice. I know everyone's all in on Nebraska. Uh I think they'll be better this year, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's hard to go from about four or five wins to probably about nine or so, nine or ten that would be necessary to win that division. Out east, uh, Michigan, if there was ever a year for them to do it in the Big Ten, it feels like it is now year number one of Ryan Day, a new quarterback with Justin Fields. How do you see the east? Uh, Michigan State, I think, is a bounce-back team. Ken and I are both there. 
but an incredibly difficult schedule for them. How do you see the East shaking out and, and that gap, the, the divide between the East and West, how important conversation maybe that's going to be again this year? Well, I have Ohio State win in the East. Um, you know, I, I did win totals uh, yesterday, and I, Michigan was at ten and a half, and I, I said, you know, take the under on that because, for, I mean, you're you're saying for them to have the over that they'd have to go either twelve and zero or eleven and one. Well, first of all, they haven't solved their Ohio State problem since two thousand eleven. Okay, so there's that part of it, and then when you like you mentioned, the East is so deep. Michigan State is probably going to be pretty good again. Penn State, even without Trace McSorley and, and Miles Sanders, I, I I think they're a reloading caliber team. They're still really good. They're just young, um, but that's a really tough division. So you got to say, all right, Michigan's got to win all of those games. They get Wisconsin and Iowa and crossover division games. They get Notre Dame and then in the non-conference schedule. So I think Michigan will be good again, probably a nine or ten win team. But uh, I you know I don't know that they're probably going to be you know every bit as good as, as Ohio State. Justin Fields, uh, all the talent in the world, I think he just has to go out there and prove a bunch of people right after what happened to Georgia. But you know, Ryan Day is the right guy to sort of get him going, I think. So those will probably still be your two top teams. Uh, and then you, know, you can probably shake up Penn State and, and Michigan State however you want. I would probably have Penn State third in that division. Uh, but right now, just overall depth, probably a little bit more in favor of the East still think the West mm-hmm. is pretty much anyone's game at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Penn State's defense, I think, is, is absolutely legit. Offensive question marks. We'll see if they get ironed out. Uh, last thing, Ben, I appreciate you coming on. CBSSports.com is where you can read Ben Kirchival. Uh, Iowa State, a lot of folks think that the, if there is a team that's uh, not named Oklahoma or Texas that's going to play for a Big 12 championship game, it's going to be uh, the squad in Ames. How do you see Iowa State? Is it realistic that they could play in the Big 12 championship? I have them there. There you yeah, go. I have, I have, yeah, I have Oklahoma and Iowa State there. I'm selling a little bit on Texas. I think they have a lot of question marks uh, along the offensive line. You know, we'll see if Herb Hand can can get those guys developed defensively, breaking a lot of new starters. Now they they've got guys who've played on that side of the ball before. Maybe just don't have the start uh, on their name. But selling a little bit on Texas, they're going to be thin at running back uh, right out of the gate try and take some more pressure off of Sam Ellinger. We'll see if that works. Um, but you know what? Cyclones, to me, every year you always try to pick one or two teams that could sort of surprise, and, and Iowa State's that for me. Great defense coming back, great mm-hmm. offensive line coming back, Brock Purdy coming back. I, I know Hakeem Butler is, is gone, and I would say the bigger loss is probably David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they have tremendous tight ends there. I think they have some pass catchers ready to step up. They can solve the running back issue, even if it's by committee. Uh, Iowa State, to me, I don't know that they'll win the Big 12, but maybe entering week one, they're amongst the more more complete teams from offense to defense in the Big 12. Well, here's a name to remember. They're really high on Brees Hall, the true freshman running back. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, uh, it's the optimism runs high in a lot of uh, cities as we get set to kick off college football, and we will do so for real tonight with week one. Ben Kirchival, thank you for what you do for us. Appreciate you coming on, and we'll uh, look forward to talking to you throughout the college football season. Thank you, Ben. All right, thanks, guys. Thank Good you. to talk to you, Ben Kirchival, com. Lee Sterling's got a five-pack of games, Trent. That he does. He'll be firing those at us throughout the college season. Always love to talk with Lee, go inside kind of the world of wagering and a whole lot more. Lee Sterling, he comes up next year. ParamountSports.com. Taking you up until noon. It's Miller and Conn, and back with more in a moment on 1460. 
Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back to Larry Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Take you until noon. It's just uh, it's 13 minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock. Uh, coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. We'll get the latest on Nebraska as they get set to begin their season. South Alabama's in Lincoln. Mark Morehouse in Trenton. I will go on record what Iowa State's season-long record will be. We did the Hawks yesterday. Let's get Lee Sterling in here. Lee's been, well, he's back on KXNO, and good to have you back on KXNO, Lee. Trent and Ken, I know you've been with Trent the last couple of years. It's good for me yep. to reconnect with you. How are you, Lee Sterling? I'm, I'm doing great, except for... Uh, last Saturday, as being a Miami fan, had the trail of tears driving back mm. to Miami after that tough loss, and now all of a sudden, I uh, got a hurricane barreling down on us. So, other than that, great. Yeah, no, look at I, I enjoyed that game. I think Miami found a quarterback. How about that? Maybe that's your I biggest agree. takeaway. One hundred percent. The problem was, which which is saying a lot in college football. If you have a quarterback, you've always got a shot. Yep. How many times can you? Have a quarterback get sacked ten oh times and still have a shot to win. Yeah, no, that offensive line needs some work, no doubt about it. Well, <laughs> we forgot about it. I think for the last seven or eight years, <laughs> it's true. Uh, we're, we're, you're going to be with us at this time each uh, throughout college football. We're going to throw out five games you'll opine on, and then you've got your game of the week, and we'll find out where folks can get more information. So let's dive right into it, Lee Sterling. Yep. Texas and Louisiana Tech, the first game on your slot. Uh, Texas, a uh, just shy of a three touchdown favorite. How do you see? this one Lee well you know, normally you take the underdog here what happens normally is Texas especially with LSU next week you know they're gonna you know maybe rest some players if they get a lead they kind of sleepwalk use that first game they don't play too well but I think that they've been forewarned I think they're gonna be ready for this game I just think that Louisiana Tech's going to have trouble stopping the run. If I'm Texas, I run the ball. Louisiana Tech allowed over four yards to carry last year, and they didn't play anyone, no one except for LSU, Mississippi State, and they got blown out in those games. They lost, give up their defense 38 and 45 points. They got four new defensive linemen. So just run at them here. Jamar Smith is nice quarterback, but he still threw 10 interceptions, just 15 touchdowns. So I think this is a Texas team that, just, you know, bottom line, has one of the best quarterbacks in the country, Sam Erlinger. Not a game I'll be involved in for my clients, but for the sake of the show, I like Texas here. I think they win and cover 38-10. Going with the Longhorns, pick number one. Let's jump over to the Big Ten. That's where the Badgers going on the road down to Tampa to take on South Florida. And you know about, obviously, yep. the impending hurricane. Don't know if that is going to impact uh, your thought process at all. It's in Tampa might be a little bit different there, but nearly two touchdowns against at least a pretty solid program throughout the years in South Florida. Yeah, they, they, what I'm hearing is they might move up these games, especially the Florida State game against Boise. Might move that from a night game to a it's been moved. Same with this game, so people can get out of harm's way. But this is on the west coast of Florida. Uh, I think that this Wisconsin team is going to be ready here, and South Florida just not a real good team. I think this, you know, I've had some nice teams with Quentin Flowers as quarterback. They played toe to toe with UCF for the title, but not this year. Their quarterback position, uh, Blake Barnett, just mediocre. Twelve touchdowns, eleven interceptions. They have no stud wide receivers at all. In fact, they had to move two running backs to the slot position. They're that deficient there, and their defense—they allowed. Uh, 5.1 yards per carry. That's not going to get the job done here. So uh, they also lost three of their top four tacklers from last year. I know Wisconsin has a new quarterback, but 
Uh, Jack Cone played a bunch mm-hmm. last year, and Graham Mertz, very highly thought of. I think Jonathan Taylor might run for 220-plus yards in this game. Give me whiskey here, 42-22. Uh, by the way, just, just announced within the last half hour, the Florida State-Boise State game has been moved to noon Eastern, yep. 11 Central, and it's been moved to Tallahassee, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oklahoma and Houston, it's Sunday night. It's a standalone game. Oklahoma, a big number, 23-and-a-half, 24, Lee. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you see this one? Well, the OU offense is going to be good. I mean, Jalen Hurts is a top-shelf quarterback. This is a good system for him. I like the two running backs, Kennedy Brooks and Trey Sermon. Nice one-two punch. And uh, if, if the two offensive tackles work out, they're going to be good. They'll, they'll average 40 to 45 points per game here. Problem is the defense. They allowed 30, over 33 points per game last year. They have a new defensive coordinator. Alex Grinch comes over from Ohio State. People remember him there. Made a short stay before that for a long time. He was at Washington State. They already lost a starting cornerback for the season. They only had 11 turnovers last year. They allowed, and this is normally a pretty good defense, over four yards per carry and allowed quarterbacks to complete over 64% of their passes and only 28 sacks as a team here. Houston, I like the fact that Dana Holgerson, he faced him for the last eight years, and he put up some numbers last year. They put up 56 points on him when he was at West Virginia the year before that, 31. He's got a quarterback, De'Ara King, through 36 touchdown passes in a shootout. I think Oklahoma wins 48-34, but Houston covers the 24-and-a-half. Big number there, and Houston yeah. taking the cover. Lee Sterling joining us. Paramount Sports is where you can find Lee, ParamountSports.com. All right, Lee, let's go to another intriguing matchup this weekend. Stanford hosting Northwestern. The Wildcats got off to that awful start last year before going 8-1 and in conference play in the Big Ten. In fact, they lost to Akron. We've seen goofy games. These two teams have played quite a bit throughout the years. Nearly a touchdown the number. The Cardinal favored by six in the hook. What do you have? Well, two schools that I did not get into academically, so well, <laughs> just about a couple hundred points short. <laughs> You're not alone so, there, Lee. Uh, yeah, I mean, Stanford, like number two, three school to get in, Northwestern, a top ten school, so some smart kids out there. Uh, here's what's crazy. You think of Stanford, you think of them as a good home team. Not the case. The last three years, they, in fact, have not had a winning spread record since 2015 at home. They only return nine starters. Now, they do have quarterback K.J. Costello, nice tight end Colby Parkinson, but not much else in their defense. They, they were horrific last year, giving up uh, over 400 yards per game. They were ranked number 78 in the country in total defense. Northwestern, I think they're going to tr- maybe play a couple different quarterbacks here. Hunter Johnson, the transfer from Clemson, T.J. Green, but Isaiah Bauer, he's the guy that stirs the drink here. He ran for almost 900 yards last year. I think they're going to use him on some counter trays early and often. But why does Northwestern stay in games? They don't get penalized. The least penalized team in the country. And Pat Fitzgerald, as a road underdog, whatever he's doing, I want some Mm. of it. He's won eight straight as a road dog here. Wrong team's favored. Northwestern outright 24-21. Wow. Love the wrong team favored segment every week, seemingly. Let's stay in state for our final game before we get to the game of the week. That is the Iowa Hawkeyes 630 Central kickoff as they take on Miami of Ohio, the old cradle of coaches with the Red Hawks. 21 in the hook is the number. The Hawkeyes, the big favorite in Kinnick Stadium. How do you see Saturday night in Iowa City? Well, I think Iowa's offense is going to open up a little bit here. They want to see and evaluate their wide receivers um, with only Rutgers on deck. They want to get ready for that Iowa State game here. Uh, the rebuilding D, 
but I think they're going to be fine. I think their defensive line is going to be spectacular here. Uh, Miami, Ohio's offense, just number 94 in the country last year in total offense. They've got a new quarterback, new running back, only 10 returning starters here. Miami, Ohio head coach Chuck Martin just seems to, like, you know, call it in. When, when things aren't looking good, he just would rather play for the conference game. So if they get down three touchdowns, he, he just takes out those starters. They're 0-4 straight up and 1-3 and against the spread in non-conference game uh, the last year. 0-4 straight up and against the spread the year before that here. And Kirk Ferentz, 15-4-1 as, as a favorite here. 5-2 and against the spread when laying double digits. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. Let's go with the Hawkeyes here, 38-13. Uh, your game of the week, Elaine Kiffin has taken his owls of Florida Atlantic to Columbus to take on Ohio State. 27 is the number. If the gang wants more information on your game of the week, Lee Sterling, how do they reach out to you? Just call me right now, toll-free, 800-400-9741. I'll speak to you personally. Uh, went to uh, saw Florida Atlantic, uh, two of their scrimmages this fall, and also saw their spring game. So I have some real good intel on this team. I go see 15, 20 spring games. Uh, I'm out there, and I don't do baseball, so football is what I do best. You want to get involved, go to ParamountSports.com. We've got free videos. Uh, subscribe to me. Just click the like button, and uh, uh, we'll send those YouTube videos to you. You'll get a notice every Wednesday night when they come out and all the big games and college and pro football. And if you want to hop on board, how about this? From now through Monday, October 2nd, five weeks of games of my phone service, just $397 with coupon code SAVE200. It's all available at ParamountSports.com. Call me here at the office, 800-400-9741. And you know you were talking in a state where wagering on sports yes. is now legally, Sterling. Oh, how about that? How, how, how great is that? Uh, any talk of, of maybe putting uh, some kiosks in the stadium? Not Nothing in the yet. stadium, not yet, uh, but uh, wouldn't that be something if that ever oh, happened? Can you, can you imagine the lines? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can do it with the app. Yes, you and, can. And that's yeah. it, what, what's great about the app. Some of these states, like North Carolina, is just doing a show there, and they're like, oh, we got gambling. I'm like, you have it, but you really don't. It's at the Indian casinos. Once you get the app, 85% of the money yep. is bet on the app. People are, you know, just go on their phone. So that's that's that it, that's the game changer. That's the smart thing that that Iowa did. It's going to be fun. I mean, how great is it going to be? Fans are going to want to stay at the game longer. Let's say it's a three touchdown game, and and Iowa's at the five yard line. How many? Uh, what kind of chant do you think you're going to hear from the fans uh, to to put it in the end zone? So that's what's going to be a whole lot of fun. Dynamic has changed. Lee Sterling back with us for another season. Lee, thank you. ParamountSports.com for more information. Talk to you next week, Lee. Thank you. That- Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Uh, there's his picks. We'll have him each and every Thursday at uh, 1045. Five games he opines on. Mm-hmm. Then he's always got his one uh, play of the week. Anything jumping out to there? Trent, yes. I mean, Houston's getting too many points. Too many. So what are we missing? Because I feel the same way. Lee feels the Everybody same. Everybody feels that way. I don't get the line. It seems too easy. It does. And what happens? We go Everybody's going way. one way. We what do go- you do? Well, speaking of that, it is time to fire up, I think, our friends at Sportsbook Spy and see how much of the money... I forgot all about that website. Yes, is uh, coming in on... Because you would guess, Houston, it is a a named program. Yeah. It's not With a hell blood, of a quarterback. But- Derek King is maybe the... Best group of five quarterback, and there's some other ones. Love a terrific at Utah State. Mm-hmm. Uh, fine at North Texas of all places. But this kid is special. Right now, 
62% of the cash is on Houston. So not an overwhelming number. When that number gets over 70%, that's when I really start to take a look. Not overwhelming. I... It's going to be part of my five-pack, Trent. And if, I, if I'm wrong, like the rest of the country, it's too many points. It seems that way. Interesting one. So many good games this weekend. I am so, so excited. And ah, so many different things to fire at, including you and I against Iowa State. Indeed. That is now on the board. I, I'm not sure William Hill has it yet. I'm going to have to But you saw it over Riverside, right? Riverside does have that. 19 is the number and there. And Riverside, which is elite sports, is that what they're yes. called? Uh, they've got every Iowa and Iowa State game throughout the entire regular season. You can wager on those. Every line is up. Iowa State's a dog. Only against Oklahoma and Texas, Iowa finds themselves as an underdog in five games. What's Iowa State's season-long record going to be? Well, Trent and I will... Uh, well, we'll opine at 11.20. Stephen M. Sipple next. Mark Morehouse at 11.35. We take you until noon. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.